from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app. However, you're taking us in. It's Gil Alexander. Good morning to you. Glad you could join us. Uh, big show here today. Paul Carr, who once again with another easy peasy Euro Cup 2020 winner yesterday. Uh, two more before that, the day before. Big day in soccer coming up at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, and then again. At 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, Paul's got thoughts on both groups E and F, concurrent games in both of those time slots. We'll do that at the end of the show. His uh, eighth or ninth consecutive appearance on the show. Uh, I think he gets a day off tomorrow, though. Brady Cannon on golf. We've got the Travelers this week. His thoughts on the U.S. Open in the rear view. Maybe the Open Championship moving forward as well. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke in Southern Cali to talk baseball with us, as will former Major Leaguer Josh Towers. I will have one question for Josh Towers, one overriding question when he's on with us, which is, what the hell is going on? What was that last night, Major League Baseball? Uh, and we'll have Carl Sack sitting in with us uh, here in studio for a bit. Carl Sack uh, who I consider to be the best NBA totals better there is. Period. As the kids say. I don't know if they say that anymore. Uh, but he'll be with us uh, in studio to hang out with us. Uh, to uh, I don't know if he'll have a total, quite frankly, t- tonight or even beyond here in the NBA. Um, sometimes the best bets are the bets not made. Very, uh, you know, he sticks to his uh, his system, his method, rather. his uh, Not his system, but his 
his analytics and what he looks for. We'll try to delve into what he looks for when considering NBA totals. And JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, will join us momentarily, obviously, to talk Clippers and Suns game two. And, of course, uh, Hawks and Bucks game one tonight. Wow, was that unbelievable last night. We'll discuss that finish with JVT momentarily. Uh, and, and maybe some NBA draft lottery. The Detroit Pistons end up with the number one pick in the draft. Uh, so they have the uh, opportunity to draft Cade Cunningham or whoever they want to draft. Um, as they get the uh, ping pong balls, I guess, going in their favor. We weren't allowed to see the ping pong balls. We just get the envelopes on the ledges. We have to take their word for it. Okay, NBA. Um, first, though, let me just reiterate something that I've kind of mentioned a few times. On primetime action, and, and forgive me, uh, because I, I think we discussed this more on primetime action than we do on a numbers game, but I, I just want to point this out again. Uh, if nothing else, on a numbers game, and on Beating the Book podcast through the years, uh, all we have, uh, the hallmark has been that we just try to look at sports betting differently than pre-flop ATS and discuss you know, everything through that prism, and we're completely transparent about when we win, when we lose. You know, baseball, let's take baseball, for instance, again. Um, I can sit here and prattle on about why I'm going to make a baseball pick or why I am making baseball picks on a daily basis. And, you know, we've grinded to, what, handful of units this year, four units up. Um, very, very deliberate. And we could grind out a profit as the year goes on, and hopefully that's what happened. And we'll, and we'll be making baseball picks throughout the summer um, and into the postseason. And that's great, and that's one thing. But oftentimes, and I just want to stress this again, oftentimes uh, sports betting can be the most successful when it's, I don't want to use the word, I don't want to use brain dead. I say that a lot, and it makes it sound like it's completely brain dead. I think the better sort of term to describe it is a, a Malcolm Gladwell blink kind of thing, the Malcolm Gladwell book where it's like years and years and years of, of experience doing or watching something and just being able to maybe not even articulate why you know something and just making a snap decision in five seconds. And maybe it, maybe it is brain dead to some, but it's, I would describe it as a Malcolm Gladwell blink thing, and that's with the Montreal Canadiens. And I keep saying it, and uh, again, I keep, I keep betting them. We talk about this on primetime action. I, I bet them series a few times. I bet them uh, multiple times in this series. Last night, the Canadians beat the Golden Knights 4-1. to one. And none of this is to say, hey, look how smart I am. No, it's the opposite. I'm trying to make a point that sports betting sometimes, as much as we can go through the metrics and the analytics, say, in baseball for any individual game, Oftentimes, a far more profitable thing will be these opportunities. If you've listened to a numbers game long enough, you may recall, Felica brought it up last week, he referenced, when the Nationals were playing in the World Series, and I said it was your obligation to bet them uh, against the, the Houston Astros. And I meant that at the time. You just knew that that price was off. The Canadians, and this may, maybe this comes down to being a lifelong Washington Capitals fan. Maybe this is sort of all those years of being a Capitals fan and having heartache in every single year but one maybe has come back to allow me to win some great bets here in the past couple weeks. But the Canadian series price, the adjusted series price after they were down a game, and each one of these individual games, if you've watched hockey in your lifetime, particularly if you've watched good teams fail in a postseason the, as many times as I have, by the way, it's Alexander right here on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. You know that these prices on the Canadians are off. And we're sitting here immersed in a Vegas bubble where folks are, you know, they love their Vegas Golden Knights. They can't bet them enough. And you just sit there and you're like, there is no hockey team with as good a goaltender as the Canadians have in Carey Price. That should ever be the price that they have been. Now, I don't know if the Canadians are going to win the series or not. But last night, they're 4-1 to one win as a plus-197 dog. And again, five seconds, just, oh, they're plus-197? Let me just bet them. 
No analysis beyond that. Um, it, because you just know instinctively that's a bad number. Um, they dominated the Golden Knights last night. Like I said, I don't know if they're going to win the series, but this wasn't like, you know, the, the narrative that we had about the Golden Knights before last night was, well, they start slow at every single game. This was start slow, middle slow, end slow. They were just dominated by the Canadians last night. So we'll see moving forward. Again, adjusted series price now as the Canadians uh, lead the Golden Knights in their best of seven, three to two. Canadians at minus 190. Is that right? Golden Knights plus 155 down a game. Uh, the other series, of course, where Game 6 is tonight back in New York, back on Long Island, where the Lightning lead the Islanders three games to two. So um, Andy McNeil, by the way, do we have the Andy McNeil tweet about the Canadians and the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights? Because I want to point this out just because he chimed in on this. Uh, about 50% of the Golden Knights' five-on-five shots have been low danger, according to uh, Nat Statrick, and the Canadians have generated high danger shots at almost twice the rate. Not great Pete, referring to uh, Vegas Golden Knights coach Pete DeBoer. Anyway, all of that to say, again, not, hey, look how look how great we are here for making these bets. It's just that sports betting is a, there's so many different ways to skin the cat. And sometimes the absolute best bets are the ones that you can just sort of identify in five seconds. Just something to keep in mind. Let's talk basketball. Let's bring him in. He's our senior NBA analyst. Uh, also uh, filling in on Follow the Money uh, earlier this week and a couple days last week. Doing all kinds of things. It's JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel. How you doing, John? I'm good. I'm actually, uh, they're calling me off the bench again today. I've got my guys in the desert duty for the rest of the week. So Wow. Okay. You're everywhere. At uh, me, JVT, is where you can follow him on Twitter. Hardwood Handicappers is the name of the podcast. Let's talk about uh, the game last night because, man, what a finish. Paul George, JVT. Uh, I, was talking, yeah. I was talking about, you know, Ben Simmons had 22 opportunities during the series against the Hawks uh, to shoot two free throws. He only made both twice. Paul George had been to the free throw line. This is the anti-Ben Simmons. He had been to the free throw line to shoot two free throws 141 times this year before last night. He had only missed both shots once. And then he steps up with 8.2 seconds left. Uh, Clippers up one. He had gotten them there. He misses both. And then Jay Crowder, amazing inbounds pass uh, with uh, 0.9 seconds left to uh, DeAndre Ayton, the eventual game winner, 104-103. Uh, let me just start there. Did the Clippers need to win that last night to have a real shot at this? I, I, I want to say I want to say no, right? Like after what we've seen through the first two series, but right, the, the key difference between the two series is going into Game Three, the team that you were opposing wasn't getting arguably their best player back, right? Like that—that's that's the big problem after losing a game like that, where you can steal that steal home court is. Uh, the leader of that squad is coming back in the next game, most likely, and now you're in an even bigger hole because the team that you just lost two straight games to is getting better when you face them again back in Los Angeles. So given the fact that Adrian Wojnarowski had the report yesterday that while there's more confidence around Chris Paul coming back in game three, the confidence is waning in the return of Kawhi Leonard to the Western Conference Finals, I would say absolutely. Like that's probably a game that they needed to win yesterday. And I, I also think credit should be given, I said this last night, Monty Williams deserves a ton of credit yes. because Monty Williams is absolutely fantastic as a head coach. And think about the last two shots for Phoenix Gill. It is a wide-open corner three that Mikhail Bridges misses, but the Suns coached up well enough to know that, hey, if, if Booker's double, kick it out. We're going to find an open guy, and they do. 
he misses, and then you get that inbounds play to win the game. Like, I watched the coaching clinic in those last two plays. I was thoroughly impressed with Phoenix last night. I thought it was awesome. It was awesome, and, and I couldn't help but think, you know, the last 90 seconds, and I'm not making this up, I'm not exaggerating, the last 90 seconds took 33 minutes in real time. <laughs> 33 minutes. And so part of that was these sort of de facto free timeouts, especially the one right where they were determining who gets the ball with 0.9 seconds left after the miss that you were referring to. And it gave him time to draw up this play. And it was genius, right? The, that the fact that Booker was the one setting the screen, that Zubats, or no, excuse me, Batum had to stay with him. And therefore, it ended up just being the one on one between. Uh, Aiton and uh, and Zubats and and again, what a pass by Crowder, right? That was sort of the the yep. missed part of that. And how about Boogie Cousins? You know, the seven footer throwing his arms up, you know, trying to mess with the inbounds pass, but not taking the angle towards the basket. Right. You know, and that's so. I actually thought so. As much as and I've told you, I give Tyloo credit. That that was a failure on Lou's part because with, with that amount of time left. They're pulling off one thing, right? It's trying to get it up to the rim so Aiden can finish. Like the fact that you have Zubac out in space so that Booker can screen him, so then uh, then Aiden can finish. Like every little thing, like you mentioned, the fact that Cousins isn't trying to cut off that angle toward the paint. You're only up one with less than a second to go. What do you think that they're doing? <laughs> like in that regard. So like, I, yeah, you're right. Like all of those things, the failures of the Clippers, whether it's Paul George with the free throw line, or whether it's what they did on that inbound pass. There were so many things that went wrong for the Los Angeles Clippers, whether it was of their own accord or because the Suns just forced their hand. Uh, but at the end of the day, like the Clippers, they're kicking themselves. Because, they, you know what, this is two winnable games, right? Remember, they, right. it's a single possession game in game one. Yes. It's eerily reminiscent of the Utah series, where those were two perfectly winnable games for L.A. and Utah. And they go back home and take care of business. But the difference is, you know, th- that Utah team didn't get better, and this Suns team is. Well, you know, Jason Kahn, producer number seven, just said to me off air, he goes, well, the Clippers kind of got screwed with that quick turnaround into this Western Conference semi. You know, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but like you just said, they could have been up two to nothing, right? So it's like that's kind of retroactive, you know, narrative stuff. The Clippers are plus 650 here, down two to nothing. Now everybody's saying, hey, they were down two to nothing in both of the previous series. Obviously, the big difference is no Kawhi this time. Remember, Mm -hmm. Kawhi was still there, obviously, last series. It was just the last game he couldn't play. Uh, plus 650, all that said, is there any chance you would take a shot at that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I personally I think I want a little bit more, mainly because Chris Paul is coming back. But, like, I don't want to punt on the Clippers' chances. You know, I, I've been approaching this on a game-to-game basis, and I think that's the way I've been handling it, right? You know, game one, I was on the Clippers. They were down four with the ball. They turn it over. They end up losing by six. This last game, they covered that inflated number, and they're going to be underdogs. I've been actually checking up the price right now uh, when they're going back home for game three, right, being underdogs at home against the Phoenix Suns. That's the way I'm going to probably handle this series as it goes on. And right now, it's depends on where you look, right, pick. Some places minus one, uh, other places Suns minus one. But I, I think I'm going to find myself on the Clippers, Gill, on a side basis almost night to night just because this market, I think, is a little too low on Los Angeles on a power rating perspective, right? And it's really shown, you know, whether it was the last two games of that Jazz series, whether it was, I think, the first two games here where they were very competitive in game one covered last night, I think the market has, well, they're right that the Suns are the better team. I don't know if they're that much better given what we've seen through the first couple of games. So the fact that Chris Paul's coming back and we're not getting Kawhi Leonard, it, it makes me a little hesitant to think they're actually going to pull this series out. But do I think that they can cover a majority of these games and you know, come out ahead if you're betting them on a side basis? I think that's the way to attack it. 
All right, tonight, Game 1, Eastern Conference Finals, Atlanta and Milwaukee, just like everybody had it at the beginning of the year. Uh, this is up to eight. Uh, game 7, I, I may have said this, I don't know if I said this to you, but I certainly said it on air, which is it was seven points at Philly. And there were some analytics guys I respect who were like, oh, I'm taking Philly and I'm laying the points. And I just I remember reacting at the time being like, have you watched a second of this series? Like, I, I couldn't wait to bet the Hawks plus seven. By the way, I took a little on the money line, too. And again, it's, that's one of these things where it's not like, how could you not kind of thing, at least take the points. Here's plus eight. You wrote a great piece in Point Spread Weekly laying out, and I'll ask you to do it right here again, why you think this is a horrific matchup for the Hawks. But, man, eight? Yeah. Well, let me see. That's the thing. So, I, I personally, I said this last night to Tim Murray in the nightcap. While I think this is a series that is a, night, a matchup nightmare for the Hawks, I still think this is going to be insanely competitive. Where the You could see a scenario where the Bucks win in five, uh, but the Atlanta Hawks cover four of those five games, right? Like this is this is really fascinating from multiple perspectives. But I think if we're talking about just purely matchups, and I love matchup handicapping as well as the analytics, everything. So like you start with Trey Young, right? Trey Young in that series against Philadelphia, and then McMillan did his best to hide him. And as much as we love Trey Young now, Trey Young still has his flaws as a defender, and that meant that he matched up with Seth Curry a bunch. Well, Seth Curry, uh, for those who don't know, had an incredible series. Yes, he did. shot 60% from the floor, nearly 60% from three. Uh, he was really, really good because Trey Young really couldn't keep up with him. So you can hide them in this series on a P.J. Tucker, but you're giving up 45 pounds, you're giving up five inches or so, so he's going to get destroyed when it comes to offensive rebounding opportunities. And a couple of the times if they want to post up Tucker, there's going to be something there for them. But outside of that, too, it's, okay, who is guarding Giannis Antetokounmpo? Giannis averaged 24.3 points, 11 rebounds, 4.7 assists, on 64% shooting in those three games of the regular season. It's either Clint Capella, who is not fleet of foot and doesn't have a really good matchup in terms of dexterity and agility, or it's John Collins, who's going to give up a lot of size and physicality. So there's no real matchup there for them. And then you flip it on its head, and it's, there, is a, there is a realm, right, where Trey Young just exploits the drop coverage that Brooke Lopez and, and the Bucks offer, right, where he's just hitting floater after floater, and he's having really solid games, and the scoring is up, and maybe the three-point shooting follows with the rest of the team. But he's also going to be matched up with Drew Holiday on every single possession. And Drew Holiday still an elite defender. And, and it goes off from there. Chris Middleton, very solid defender. You have P.J. Tucker still who's going to defend any one of the other options. And there is no elite wing presence like a, like a uh, Kevin Durant that this team has to deal with. So all that put together, Gil, like, I just think that at the end of the day, over the course of a best of seven, those matchups are going to win in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks. And on top of that, your bench gets to get stretched out here if you're Milwaukee, right? Bobby Portis all of a sudden becomes more of an option. Bryn Forbes becomes more of an option. Pat Connaughton becomes more of an option because there is no headhunting with a guy like Kevin Durant out there. And so now you add to your depth. You have all of these matchups on the court. So ultimately, I think this boils down to the Bucks in five. But having said that, I mentioned the floaters that Trey Young can hit in this matchup. The fact that you do have multiple shooters, right? It's Kevin Herter. It's Danilo Gallinari. It's Bogdan Bogdanovich, right? There's so many different guys. Selman Hill at times can hit three-point shots. John Collins as well was 40% throughout the postseason. So I think this is going to be an uber-competitive series on a game-to-game basis. But I think Milwaukee has enough that once five games are over with, this is going to be one that's in favor of the Bucks. So while I think it's going to be a best of, you know, it's going to be a game or excuse me, a series in which the Bucks win in five. I still think that this is like if you're giving me eight, like especially like tonight, I'm in on Atlanta taking those because they're going to be tight games. I think.
Yeah, I think that's how I, I think that's what I'm doing. I'm taking. I probably will be on the Hawks tonight plus the points. I will not do the Hawks money line like I did in Game Seven because obviously we haven't had the benefit of seeing these two teams yep. match up. So you, in the case that you're absolutely 100 percent right about uh, all that you've talked about, I don't want to go kamikaze on that. But I will take the Hawks plus the point uh, plus the points. Bucks in five, you can get north of two dollars. Um, that's a bet that you might consider making then. Oh, yeah, it's it's one that I've made already. So okay. I, I, I took it over at Circa. Yeah, it, it's one that I got in my pocket, bucks and five, and I think that's worth it. You offset that that big price, and I agree with the market move too. You know, this is this is a series of the bucks. Considering the implied probability of like minus forty, uh, are very likely to win. The fact that the market drove it up from four, I completely agree with it. All right, last couple minutes here, uh, JVT. Actually, two three minutes. Uh, any reactions to the NBA draft lottery last night? Detroit ends up with the number one pick. Uh, Minnesota's pick does get conveyed to Golden State, so they end up with seven and 14 bulls pick conveyed to the magic. So they have a couple uh, top eight picks. Um, any thoughts on any of that? And uh, you know, whether you think Cade Cunningham absolutely should be the first pick in the draft. So I, I kind of, I, I do believe Cade Cunningham should be just because what he projects to, right? Like this is the NBA. It's all about projection and what they're going to be because these guys are so young when they're drafted. So I would agree that Cade Cunningham should be the first overall pick. And you know the nerd in me, Gil, like I, I'm really intrigued by the Pistons' future. Like if they, if they do draft Kate Cunningham, I, I love Sadiq Bay and the NBA guy. He was my rookie of the year pick, and I don't feel exactly like I was wrong. He was absolutely incredible this year. And you look at the rest of the young core that they have from Sekou Boya, Jeremy Grant, of course, signs on Killian Hayes, their young pick who showed a couple of flashes late in that season as well. And then you go a little bit deeper in terms of the front court that they have. Isaiah Stewart is a really good young player. He's only 20 years old. Like I think if you're if you're a fan of the Detroit Pistons or if you're the front office here for the Pistons, getting that first overall pick is great because you already have a really tight, solid young core, and now you get to add a guy like Kate Cunningham to this mix. Like in the next two or three years, like I think we're talking about, and this might not sound great, but we're talking about the Pistons being like a Charlotte Hornets team where they were really solid this year. They show some real positive and upward momentum, and all of it is based on the backs of young players. Like I, I think you really got to be happy with the future of the Pistons, especially with that first overall pick. Kate Cunningham added to this mix. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, you know, Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin on primetime action last night made the, the same sort of impassioned case for the Pistons, which really, <laughs> which really concluded with just what you said, which is, you know, within two years, they'll probably make the postseason yep. kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, Kate Cunningham's up to minus 2,000, John. Like, uh, is he that much better? A clear-cut pick over everybody else? Suggs, Mobley, Green? I don't know if he's that clear-cut, right? But, again, as we know, right, the NBA draft and draft in general are information-based. The fact that it comes out that he's only going to meet with one team before the NBA draft, that it's the Detroit Pistons. Like, there's, there's so much information that points to the yeah. Pistons making that selection that, that I think that's why that's there. But I will say, it, it, like in terms of betting something other than Kate Cunningham, one of the young players I mentioned was Killian Hayes, who is a point guard, right? And so when you're bringing Kate Cunningham, like are you going to roll with Killian Hayes and Kate Cunningham? Or is this going to be something where maybe the Pistons like, – because this is the other thing, right? The Pistons also have the option of trading back. What if they don't want the first overall pick? I think that's something to keep an eye, but I think it's going to be Cunningham. Yeah. I have visions of Davion Mitchell falling to the Warriors at seven. That's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. JVT, thank you as always, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jonathan Von Tobel, everybody. VEASAN Senior NBA Analyst. He'll be uh, hosting My Guys in the Desert this afternoon, as he mentioned. And don't forget about his podcast. It's called Hardwood Handicappers with Jonathan Von Tobel. You can follow him on Twitter at me, JVT. 
Uh, we'll come back. Among other things, Josh Towers. What the hell is going on in baseball? It's Vasons, a numbers game, right here on the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. To a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. And uh, don't forget, with basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today. Seriously, only takes you a few seconds. Then stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. That won't take you but a few minutes. And then you start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. It must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I know it's become a bit of a drinking game, Jason, uh, but I do want to promote uh, primetime action once again, which I do with Matt Brown, with Danielle Alvari, with Kelly Bidlin. We do it every night on MSG+. Plus. Um, at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Some some nights it's a, it's an hour staggered. For instance, tonight when the Islanders uh, are playing in the playoffs, we get delayed an hour because of Islanders uh, pregame shows up there on MSG+. But uh, typically it is uh, three hours. 
and we have a blast. Danielle's off this week. We have more of a blast when she's around, uh, all the merrier. Uh, but we just have an absolutely great time betting sports pre-flop, betting it in-game, talking about all kinds of things going on. Um, I always say this shows my brain, that shows my brain on crack. And uh, I love love hanging out with those guys every night on MSG Plus. And, of course, uh, 7 to 10 Eastern on MSG Plus, 8 to 10 Eastern here on VEASAN every night, right after uh, the Dan Burke Power Hour, right after Rush Hour with Dan Burke. Dan Burke. Daniel Burke? Danny? Daniel? Dan? What do we call him now? I believe it's Danny. Does that, maybe it's... does that shift with his facial hair? Like if we go beard and mustache, does it become a different thing if it's just mustache? If it's mustache, it's Dan is what I'm hearing from downstairs. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the clarification. I do have one baseball pick. Uh, can we flash up the old baseball record? Because I was just saying, hey, look at me. I bet the Canadians. People are like, oh, he's so happy. No, I was just making a point about sometimes sports bets are brain dead. Uh, baseball, on the other hand, ah, we're kind of just we're kind of piddling around this year in baseball. Uh, we've only made 32 picks on this show, 18 and 14 for plus 4.06 units. Um, I think this is, I, I think we have been well served being very deliberate on pre-flop baseball this year. Very well served. Because do you ever remember a season where, I mean, goodness, the, uh, you know, the nature of run, the whole run production environment was muted now they're cracking down on, on substances. We'll get to that with Josh Towers and Jason Weingarten coming up. It's just a, an always changing environment. So 18 and 14 for plus 4.06 units. I do have a play today. Uh, I am going with the San Francisco Giants. I'm taking Kevin Gaussman at the LA uh, Angels and Shohei Otani. Yes, I'm fading Shohei. Uh, taking the Giants as a, as a small minus 110. Uh, road favorite, so just barely a favorite, but a favorite nonetheless. Uh, Gaussman on the year for the Giants. Uh, obviously, he was an Oriole for so many years, different black and orange. Uh, and then he ends up in San Francisco, and my goodness, 30.5% K rate this year. We weren't sure um, the last couple years how meaningful Gaussman's stats were, especially last year in the truncated season when he had a 32.2% K rate and a 6.5% walk rate. But this year he has backed it up handsomely. 30.5% K rate, just a 5.6% walk rate. Uh, his fielding independent is 2.37. I know his ERA is 1.51, but even when you go into the advanced stats and you're wondering, okay, he can't possibly be as good as a 1.51 ERA pitcher. 2.37, not much worse. The 2.10 BABIP has been fortunate. That accounts for that uh, difference. And so has the home run to fly ball rate. So the XFIP is a little bit higher at 3.15. Those numbers are, by and large, better than that of Otani in terms of Otani being a pitcher. Not to take anything away from Otani. By the way, he has another day job where he hits 23 homers. Um, but Otani has been good. 32.9% K rate. The 13.1% walk rate for Otani is a little misleading because he has quelled that over the last stretch of his starts. So, again, not taking anything away from from him necessarily, but Gaussman should probably... Gaussman in this Giants lineup, quite frankly, to be more specific, should be a slightly bigger favorite than this by my numbers. They should be about minus 124-ish. Um, minus 110 here on the Giants is a play for me. Uh, I think they're just a better baseball team up and down. And, yes, it is a National League team going to an AL park, which is something that I don't historically love doing. I shied away from it yesterday with the Giants. Shouldn't have. Um, by the way, that's the other thing this year. All the plays that om- that I almost played but didn't have done so well. It's very maddening. But Giants minus 110, uh, you know, typically when NL teams go to an AL park, there's a roster construction issue. 
where NL teams really don't have a ninth bat that's anywhere close to as good as uh, that of the AL team. That is mitigated somewhat here. Giants minus 110. My one baseball play of the day preflop at Shohei Otani and the LA Angels. We'll come back. Josh Towers. What the heck's going on at baseball? It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. a numbers game with Gil Alexander. This summer, it's time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VSIN gear. We've got hats, shirts, and mugs with the VSIN logo or fun sports betting sayings like cash and tickets is what it's all about. That's Brent saying. And it's not under till it's over. Visit the VSIN store today at VSIN.com slash store and find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift. That's VSIN.com slash store. Have a numbers game stuff in there as well. Pre-flop or in-game shirts. A whole bunch of other stuff in there. Ega. I don't know. There's random stuff in there from a numbers game. Uh, check it all out at the VEASAN store again. VEASAN.com slash store. Uh, let's bring him in, ladies and gentlemen. He pitched with uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Baltimore Orioles, and the New York Yankees in his major league career. Also uh, gave up uh, Barry Bond's 747th career ding-dong. Just want to point that out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's VEASAN host Josh Towers. How you doing, Joshy? Yeah, that's my favorite thing about you. You keep me humble. <laughs> Listen, you're, you're the perfect. I don't know what we've kind of like. I don't know if we've lucked into having you on the right day every time. But every time you're on, there is just some ridiculous shenanigan the night before. So the crackdown has begun. And Paul, and Paul Spore called this. He goes, I don't know, this dog and pony show, he said, which is probably the right way to phrase it. But last night, Scherzer gets checked not once, but twice. And then Three a. Times. And then a third time, because Joe Girardi uh, decided that he's never really seen Max Scherzer put his hands through his own hair. And all of this is done, Josh, in a, you know, it's like, it's like a TSA check at an airport where they pull you out of the line. And every, <laughs> the only difference is there's tens of thousands of people that are watching you get frisked. It happened to Sergio, uh, Sergio Romo yesterday with the A's also. This is ridiculous. Isn't it? Like, this is insane. Gil, this is crazy, man. Like, like, you just randomly check me whenever you want. Oh, he didn't use anything in the first inning, but he might have put something on in the third, so let's check him again. And Joe Girardi getting the ball shoved up their team, and now I'm going to check Max again. Max a Hall of Famer. He don't really need this stuff. The crazy thing is, is, like, twofold. One, you really think that, like, I know you're going to check me randomly anytime. You really think I'm going to be having anything on me? Like, how crazy dumb are you guys? Um... And then, two, dude, I've been telling Major League Baseball for years when I played, you guys handle everything so bad and so wrong that all it does is escalate any situation. So, Alex Bohm, no disrespect, but I hope you enjoy 95 at your chin because Major League Baseball hitters, you guys are going to see that a lot coming up. Major League Baseball and our commissioner never handles any situation correctly, and all it does again, Gil, is piss us off more. Yeah, it, it, it is. What you said is right. It's uncanny, man. You have, you have this muted run environment. You're like, okay, we got to do something about this. We got to crack down on on the you know the sticky substances these pitchers are using. How can we mess this up further? I know we'll do full frisks in front of everybody, like over and over again. Like you could not possibly draw this up worse. How like do you think this is going to last, or do you think they'll get the message and this is like a brief moment in time? 
It's so bad. Uh, it, it, it's, it, I don't know how, it's not going to last too long. Nothing does in baseball. Nothing lasts very long. This is our 15 minutes of fame with this nonsense. Yeah. It's going to flip. Pitchers are going to get upset again. I wasn't joking about the collective bargaining agreement being around the corner, and you guys are going to try to embarrass us. We'll watch this. We're going to hold out for something. Um, and then all the stuff that hitters do, and we're just going to overlook it like it's no big deal. And now you got pitchers talking about the Astros getting no suspension and, and what you're trying to do to us. Um, this is very bad for the commissioner, very bad for baseball, because you're not going to find anything. Um, and there's nothing to find. We're not taking steroids. We're not corking our bats. We're not doing anything to the level of illegalness that that's that's so drastic. We're not beating trash cans illegally with video cameras like the Astros. You're not going to find anything, um, and it's just going to be a red eye on the commissioner again in baseball. Jeez, so bad. That was just as, as you know, basketballs in the playoffs, hockey's in the playoffs, and then you have this sideshow. And I really do mean this total sideshow of baseball last night. It was just embarrassing. Uh, I took the. I loved ju- it before the down. I loved it. Oh, yeah, both of them. Like Scherzer and, and Romo were both going to do. Romo actually went through with it. He's like, okay, what else do you want? Um, the best part, you couldn't have picked two bigger veterans of the game who've been doing this longer with more accolades than those two guys. And of course, they're going to embarrass you. Like, those two guys aren't going to get caught, I promise you. That's right. Two World Series champs, and you're going after them. And then DeGrom the previous night, it's also just, uh um, Okay, I took the Giants over the Angels last segment. Um, do you like it? I liked it last night for sure. <laughs> How about tonight? Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm not an Angels backer. I know Shohei's pitching. Um, God, the Giants have been really good too. Yes, God, they have. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know my take on this one, to be honest with you. I mean, I was kind of looking at it. I'm kind of, I always get neutral on Shohei. I don't even know what they're really going to do, and I don't trust the Angels' bullpen, and I guess part of me is waiting for the, the Giants to kind of come back a little bit. Um, Keep waiting, Josh. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Uh, How about Bauer? How about Bauer and Musgrove in San Diego? Look, the Dodgers, by the way, let me just throw this out for a second. Um, the Dodgers are now 18 and 23 versus teams over 500. They are a bully, as my friend Dr. Bob used to say, um, or still probably says, against bad teams. Are you, and now, how much of that worries you with the Dodgers, or how much of that is just like they don't have guys, they'll be fine? Uh, they got plenty of guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that is a worry. I never really kind of like looked at that too deep with, uh, you know, you see them where they're in the standings and how close this division is. Um, you, it, it, that's kind of the saying, too. It's like you better beat up the teams that you should beat and not let that slip away because, again, when you're playing competitive teams like the Giants, like the Padres, uh, it's going to be – you, you got to be smarter at baseball. You got to be well rounded. The Dodgers are, but that's kind of alarming to me. I mean, that's a continued streak. You got to be nervous when the postseason comes around. This should be a good game. Musgrove's obviously been really, really good. Of course, these Padres pitchers are 10 times better at home. Uh, and then Bauer, who always can be good, he gets caught up in this in this drama that is. And yeah. then he kind of went, oh, like he didn't have a good start after. And then he kind of went silent a little bit after messing around. So you never know what's coming up with him. Um, I, I think the Dodgers offensively need to be a little bit more patient. And, and again, against Joe Musgrove, if they can, they can have success. I, I think this is a pretty neutral game as well. Um, I don't have a lean. This is not a game that I'm going to mess with. There's a couple other games that I would rather mess with than these two. All right, we got a minute. Give them to us. All right, well, uh, a little higher line. I think 165. I like the White Sox. I know they lost five in a row, and I was on Pittsburgh last night, but I think that's going to switch. I think Chase DeYoung's going to come back a little bit. So I like the White Sox. 
Um, I don't mind the Nationals to carry over this momentum after last night. I think there's a lot of frustration and distraction in that Phillies locker room, and I like the Nationals. And then I can understand reservation, but uh, and I know these are all road teams, but I like the Cardinals as well this morning. Ooh, a couple of, actually, a few day games. Those are the first three games today, 1235 for the White Sox, and then 105 Eastern for the Nats and the Cardinals. So White Sox, Nats, Cardinals. The White Sox, the uh, big favorite of the bunch. But the Washington uh, Nationals and St. Louis Cardinals, very affordable. Just barely into minus prices on both cases. Josh, appreciate it, man. Uh, I I will will wait tonight. I am secretly rooting for Trevor Bauer frisking shenanigans tonight by the umpires. That was so bad. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. Josh Towers, everybody. At No Don't Josh where you can follow him on Twitter. We'll come back. Uh, We'll talk to Carl Sack next. He'll be in studio. By my money, the greatest NBA totals better there is. I'm not sure if he'll have a totals better or not, but we'll try to uh, pick his brain, get into his mind next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. 
Try One Game Parlay at BetMGM. One Game Parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types. You can make One Game Parlay bets on the Stanley Cup playoffs, baseball, and your favorite soccer leagues. Log into your BetMGM account, create the parlay of your dreams, or sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600 with bonus code VSIN600. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789. Promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. Skill Alexander, it is a numbers game right here at Visa. My pleasure to uh, welcome in studio uh, a gentleman who uh, is going to hate what I'm about to say, but to to for my money is the greatest NBA totals better there is, and maybe that I've ever seen. Not maybe that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Period. Uh, it's Carl Sack. You may know him as NBA Guru. I uh, worked with uh, Dr. Bob for so many years. Still does. Carl, what up? Good morning. I saw you. You enjoyed the Scherzer uh, Romo thing before. You think you're entertained by this in baseball? Uh, for the time being, I think it's 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 funny. It, it'll be interesting to see where all this goes. I'm excited for the Trevor Bauer uh, encounter tonight. Oh, that yeah. should be fun. <laughs> That'll go well, baseball. Um, anyway, so I, I I I say this about you, and I know you're you're probably like, oh God, don't say that about me. But it's it's really true. Can you give a sense for people what your overall record percentage wise is over? however many games you've made plays on over time? Oh, about 54, 55% in that range over, uh, I don't know, a few thousand plays in the last 10 years, at least um, at least from a public perspective, stuff that I've sent out. Yeah, so now yeah. when people hear that, right, when people hear that and they're like, 54, 55%, right, there's going to be some new betters out there who are going to, new-ish betters, who are going to say, 54, 55% over thousands of games, that doesn't sound that great. Uh, and people need to realize again with you know again with minus one ten it's fifty two point four percent break even and to do that to to accomplish what you have over thousands of games is is just awesome. Before we, I, I don't know if you have any if thoughts on tonight's game in the total or not. That wasn't the point of you being here. I just want to sort of pick your brain as to to the extent that you're able to. What is it like in a game like tonight or any game on any NBA slate? Is there certain things that you're looking for in generalities, lineup construction, um, lineup um, sort of substitutions. What, what are you willing to share about what you think is one of your big keys to success over time? Well, um, well I try to look as much as I possibly can. Um, all the things that you mentioned, certainly uh, for tonight's game, for example, we don't know if Bogdanovich is playing. Um, that's, that's certainly impactful, uh, especially to the total, I would say. If he's out, then that's, that favors the under. Um, I know Cam Reddish has been questionable. He, he was listed questionable for the first time in the playoffs, I believe. He was, uh, and him playing, I think, would be better for the over. Um, but I think it's a spot thing as well, especially in the playoffs. You know, like regular season, you, you delve more into um, – you know, um, injuries and, and that kind of stuff. Um, in the other series that we're looking at with Paul and Kawhi being out, you know, it's big, but in those instances, I think it's factored in the line pretty accurately. Um, 
So for me, it's a, I would say come playoff time, it's all about the spot, you know, and so like um, this evening is a unique spot with two games both being, or two teams both being off of game seven. Um, usually in that kind of situation, you see the teams relax a bit defensively. There's a big exhale, you know, that both teams just save their season. Okay, it was a really intense series. Um, now it's just like, okay, this is not a pressure game for these teams. And, and historically, you see in the NBA, the more the stakes are, or the, the more there's at stake, um, the more you see defense, you see nerves, uh, you see lower scoring games. And so in a, in a game like this evening, historically, teams off of game seven, um, you'll see what the first game of the next series go over more than 60% of the time. Um, you now have two games that are both off, uh, two teams that are both off a of game seven. And so I think it's only happened like four times in the last uh, maybe 18 years or so. Um, all four of those went over by a, a pretty large chunk. Um, so this, I think that's a decent situation for this evening's game in particular. So that's, so that's fascinating to me because you and I, I mean, one of the things that we've been privileged to, to sort of be around for so many years is a lot of really smart bettors and people and, and bettors who, by the way, this is no newsflash, sports bettors, they have their opinions about things. And you just talked about something that a lot of otherwise smart sports bettors would dismiss, right? The notion that, what do you mean? So it's happened, you know, in this situation, the stats that you just uh, cited right there, they would consider that in many cases, a trend, and, in, and oftentimes, and we don't have to mention any names, those folks would consider it a meaningless trend. But you who have been as successful as you have over thousands of games betting NBA totals, what, I mean, like, and there's no way to probably quantify this with a percentage, but how much of that kind of technical analysis, as Dr. Bob would call it, right, creeps into your handicapping. So if you had a game where you're like, okay, well, the lineup, for instance, uh, tells me that this should be an over, but that kind of technical analysis in this situation, the situational analysis tells you it's the other way around. How often, I mean, 50% of the time, does that, do those two things sort of meet and you have to make an assessment? I would say during the regular season, it's kind of a 50-50 split. A lot of technical analysis, but also a lot of fundamental analysis, um, looking at the personnel and the situation, or the personnel, yeah. Um, come playoff time, it becomes more situational for me. Um, yeah. So you think there might be a, an, an over tonight, but you'll wait for the lineup before you can make that final assessment. I'm going to lean over regardless, even if Bogdanovich is out, but I would prefer to know his status before getting involved. I, something about just, you know, if I, if I get on board right now and then yeah. Bogdanovich gets ruled out, sure. I feel like with players like him, um, where he's not one of the star players necessarily, I mean, people know about him, but I don't know that, that with players like him, the market's always going to be per efficient with adjusting, at least from a totals perspective. So um, if he gets ruled out, I see the total probably dropping a half a point, maybe a point, uh, probably a half a point at, at, at this point in time. Um, and I'd hate to get the worst of the number. Right. So 225 and a half right now is the number. Um, if Bogdanovich is, is an example of tonight as someone that the market might not have a proper assessment on, would you be willing to share a player or two in the NBA that you feel that the market is the most off about when it comes to totals? Is there a player that leaps to mind on any team where you're like, oh, they, they have no idea what this guy means? 
Wow. Um, well, geez, I hadn't put too much thought into that. Off the top of my head, um, you know, recently we saw Kyrie go out for Brooklyn. Um, and the market did adjust a lot. It was hard to see whether the market was adjusting to the fact that those all those games were just going under by so many points. I mean, we had one one game in that series went under by like 65 points. Right. Um, and so it just kept getting lower and lower and lower. But then Kyrie going out, I mean, he is really good offensively and pretty poor defensively, and he contributes to their pace as well. And so he's the kind of player that historically when he's out, I'm looking at the under. How many years do you think it took you? Like, if, if I talk to Carl Sack, and we're talking to Carl Sack uh, here on a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network, best NBA totals better uh, I've ever met, period. And I have followed Carl for years and years at this point. Um, how many years do you think it took you? Like, if I talked to Carl Sack five years ago, we were having this conversation, would you have, is the 2016 version of Carl Sack, just to use the five, five years randomly, would that guy have thought that he had figured this out by now? Or do you think you were always humble enough to realize there was always layers to add and it was always a learning process? And right now, as I talk to you, do you still think you've got this figured out by and large? Because this year was different, right? It's constant adjustments. I mean, I don't, I don't care. You have to stay up with the times. There's always new data. There's always new things coming out. There's always new ways to look at things. And in and, and this especially in today's day and age where, you know, Twitter and beat writers and, you know, I mean, you've got it, no matter how well you're doing, you've got to adapt and you've got to, you know, next season there's going to be new data, there's going to be new trends coming out, you know, I mean, you take a look at five years ago, for example, NBA totals were like 210 on average, now they're, I think this season was 224. Um, the, the nature of the game changed. And that's a, a positive, depending on how quickly you can adapt to that. Um, but sports are always changing, and I, I don't think you... you um, I do stuff now that I've done for 15, 20 years. I also do stuff now that I just started doing in the last year or two. Yeah. How long does it take you to trust new stuff that you incorporate? You know, I, I tend to be more of a... Um, uh, regression to like if I see for example the Milwaukee Bucks recently if you look at their last 10 or 15 games they have been going under so much um, and I tend to think okay I'm waiting for the ball to bounce back so like now I'm looking for the spots to play them over because they've gone under so much um, and so I tend to look at these things as okay this is an opportunity to um, find regression to the mean um, and that can it, usually it works out well, um, but, you know, there, back when, say, Patrick Mahomes was, you know, in game six of his career and he's just killing it, um, I'm thinking to myself, all right, everybody calm down. This guy's not the next Tom Brady. Like, he's had a few good games. And then, like, we're yeah. at game 10, game 12, and I'm like, okay, this guy can do something. <laughs> well, maybe I missed this one. Yeah. Um, so, a, so just to clarify, because we've got to go to break here, a lean to the over, but it's not anything official because you got to know about Bogdanovich's status first. Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably at least make a small personal bet on it either way, but I'd like either to hold way. off to see the line. Okay. It's fair enough. You're welcome to hang out as long as you want. We'll talk baseball with Jason Weingarten next. Carl Sack, everybody. Thank you, sir. Of course. Uh, NBA guru, the best totals better there is. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network. We'll talk with Brady Cannon about golf as well and Paul Carr on soccer. Coming back.
BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.